Not a day goes by when I don't see or hear someone talking about changing your life with passive income. With this, almost 100% of the time, it isn't very passive. If you've heard of this recently, you could feel like this is a good option for you to consider, especially as you think about where to go next in your financial journey. Hopefully, I've caught you before you've committed to any one of them because seriously, this could cost you. In today's episode, I want to discuss a few of the common passive income ideas that are discussed that aren't so passive and why. Ultimately, you will have the knowledge needed to make better decisions toward income generation with your cash. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thanks for joining me today on the financial mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast and share it with two of your closest friends and coworkers that could use a little bit more help with that personal finance. If you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a written comment as those goes a long way in getting the information out to more listeners. Today is fake news. Not really, but kind of. Uh, it's about as fake as everything that you hear on the internet podcast TV must be true, except for this podcast. This podcast is totally true. Everything else, you can probably say, I saw it on the internet. It must be true. And more than likely, it's not. Okay, not exactly. I, I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of things on the internet that are very factual. Okay, let's stand behind that. But all in all, you can say that things that are on the internet need to be fact-checked, right? That's kind of the go and takeaway. Like it's a running joke that, you know, that everything on the internet is true. And, you know, for, to be honest with you, for some, you can kind of get overwhelmed in that. For me, I think that my biggest piece that I look up and all the time is, is medical things. Medical things, when I see them online, I'm like, man, uh, let me dig a little bit more into this, but I, I, I'll run down a rabbit hole of medical things. Um, I don't want to see, seem like more of uh, like every single ailment I'm looking up, but when I have something like I, it feels a little off, I am so quick to look that up on the internet and it will tell me the worst of the worst, obviously. And you just have to tell yourself that's probably not it, but uh, it'll it'll definitely send me on those little rabbit holes and those tangents. So I have to be careful of what I look up on the internet. Uh, but today's episode is kind of in that nature, right? It's kind of in that nature of you got to sort of second guess or question the things that you're seeing on the internet or on social media because we live in a new life of finances. And 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 I'm I'm not talking like that it's good or bad. I'm just saying there's this new life of finances and social media and content creators and all of these people have created this misleading nature of finances. And you can think back to like the Bitcoin millionaires. You can think back to all of those things. And, and I'm here to tell you that a lot of that is, is 
I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's just not likely. A uh, 4X, if you remember the 4X craze that, that went on for, for some time, but 4X was another one that sort of took off and people wanted to jump on. They wanted to be early adopters of 4X and people wanted to see exactly how they could make so much money with something something as simple as a you know currency exchanges but through all of this we've led down this path of well like what's true and what's not true from a financial perspective and and I'm here to tell you that uh, we have to sort of question every single thing that we see because there's a good chance that it could simply just not be true okay it could simply not be true so Instagram and TikTok, they, you know, there's these buzzwords that are going around and I want you to be a little hesitant. I want you to be a little cautious when you hear them, but you'll hear things like zero down investing, using leverage, oh, run. If you hear somebody talking about using leverage, uh, run, but you hear all these things, let someone else pay your rent, house hacking, never work another day in your life. All of these things are, are great, right? Like they're all great. But the best one of all is grow your passive income, right? Grow your passive income. Now, I am not here to tell you that passive income is bad. I'm not here to tell you and be a Debbie Downer that, that tells you that passive income is not, not something that you should strive for. What I'm here to tell you is that this whole idea of passive income is kind of used out of context. It's not really described. When we think passive, we think like it's happening behind the scenes, right? But most of the time when these things are used, they're used in this like totally false context, right? It's kind of it's kind of false in, in nature, but uh, I don't really want to say it's completely false. It's just it's not perceived the way or it's not put out the way that it's normally perceived. But it sounds good, right? It sounds good. So for, for someone that's got a couple million followers or are simply uh, pulling out and saying, like, this is this is great for my listeners. Yeah, and you make money by telling people these things. Uh, but here's the thing. It sounds good to the average person. It does. It sounds good to the average person. It's easy to sell because who doesn't want to quit their job? Who, if they had the opportunity to never work a day in their life and still have money, who wouldn't do that? Every person would. Who doesn't want to build long-lasting wealth? Every single person. Now, the problem that I have with this whole passive income, you know, mantra that's going on currently is that there's actually two problems. There's two problems that I have. First off, the biggest problem that I have with this all this talk about leverage and passive income and let someone else pay your rent and house hacking and never work another day in your life and be a millionaire tomorrow and all these things is that... It puts people like normal everyday people like you and I, it puts us in the mindset that uh, we can do it quickly. We can get rich quickly. We can build passive income quickly. We can grow these things quickly. That's the first problem that I have. The second problem that I have is that it makes everyday people like you and I feel like we are behind. It makes us feel like we are behind on our finances. And it's simply just not true. It's not true. And today I want to reel you back in. I want to pull you back into reality. I want to get you back on the the right side of finances because I want you to be a little a little hesitant when you hear these things. I want you to have the ability and have the knowledge 
to not always think that every single thing that you hear is true, especially when it comes to this passive income stuff. So I'm not here to be a downer, but I want to give you some things to think about. I, I, I don't want to be the person that's just going to tell you uh, to go off and, and you know make all this cash or whatever, but and do it passively. I'm not telling you it's impossible, but I'm just here to tell you that I want to educate you just a little bit because as you hear this more and more, I want you to understand what exactly it is. And when I wrap this up, I am going to leave you walking, walking away with some ideas of actual passive income, like full on passive income. And that's kind of where if I had to choose, that's where I want to be. I want to be somewhere where I don't have to work another day in your life. And that's the problem with a lot of this is that it's not true passive income when you really think about it, right? So when when you really when we really boil it down, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this passive income hoax. I want to talk about this idea that everyone is talking about passive income this, passive income that. And I want to show you why and why not some of these are passive, some of them are not, right? But let's start off with what is passive income. So passive income, obviously, is is income that recurs. Uh, it's like this recurring revenue stream, and it requires very little to no effort or time to maintain, right? It shouldn't take you a lot of effort. It shouldn't take you hardly any time to maintain this. And that's different than active income. Active income is is generally you know cash that you earn from working a job. So when you show up to work and you clock in, that's active income. Like you're going to work, 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 and then you're going to get paid for the work that you did. Passive income is this like constant recurring stream and you're not physically doing a whole lot of work. The goal is to do no work and you're able to maintain this very little time or no time to, to manage it and you still earn money. So you can create passive income. You absolutely can. Uh, but here's the thing. Sometimes it takes a little, little of an initial investment of time to build these things up. And then after you do that, it's all over. Everything else you can generate is, is you know, passive. But I'm, I look at passive a little different. So this talks about little to no effort or time to maintain. I look at it a little different. I look at passive income as little or no daily effort. But I also say that passive income has no like the daily decisions. Like it's like when, when I'm thinking about passive, I'm thinking about like, I'm not having to manage it, right? Like I'm not having to manage this at all. I'm not making decisions on it. It just, it, I'm just letting it go. And it just makes me money. Like those, that's like the, that's what passive is to me, right? After anything outside of that, I'm actively having to do something to earn it. Now I'm going to go through some of these and some of them I'm, I'm going to tell you how I consider them not passive. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're bad. I'm not here. These are not bad things. I just, I just want to show you that, that passive income, that there's this hoax out here that they, these, these things are passive income and they're, they're not in all honesty, they're not. So let's run through a couple of them that are considered passive by our lovely content creators out there that are telling you go, you know, earn all this money to passively. And I want to show you why they're not. I want to absolutely boil this down so that you understand why these things are not passive. And I'm going to start off with the biggest one. This is the heaviest hitter of all that you are hearing so much about. After COVID, we saw this huge influx of buyers in the market. 
Everyone wanted a house. Everyone wanted this. So yes, I'm starting with real estate. Real estate is obviously the one you hear about the most, especially currently. You know, we've, we've heard about Forex. We've heard about Bitcoin. We've heard about all these things. That was passive at one point. People were like, yeah, you just, I put in like 15 minutes and I'm done with my Forex pairing trading for the day. And I've made millions. I have penthouses in New York and I look over the city and I look at those peasants down there as they walk across the street. Like I don't, I, that's just the thing that people do. But real estate is, is obviously the one you hear about the most. And why? Well, because first off, the IRS considers this passive income, right? They consider it passive. The IRS says real estate, when rented out, is passive income. But is it passive? Kind of. I mean, it's kind of passive. I mean, I'll give you that. I'll give you that there are parts of it that's passive. But what do I mean? What do I mean when I say that real estate is not very passive? Well, it's fairly easy. You have to manage these properties. <laughs> That's an active process. I don't know if you if you think that it, it, there's, it, there's this world of people that just show up, they rent your house or your room or whatever, and you never have to deal with them. It's like they just it's like you they walk up, the keys there, they open the door, they walk in, they send you a check every month. No problems ever happen, and life is perfect. No, properties require active management. And I don't know if you, like, like I said, I don't know if people out there that are, that are saying that you should just go buy a bunch of real estate property and, and rent it out and you're just going to, you know, magically be wealthy. But I'm here to tell you, that's not how it works. There's, there's a management that goes into that, right? There's a management that goes into that. So what about the other one? What about house hacking? Oh, that, that one, that one's intriguing, right? Because you just rent out a room that's in the house that you own. Well, that's active too. You have to actively live with this person. Is the is the income passive? Uh, yes, but you have to deal with everyday problems that this person has. It may just be as simple. They walk and say, yeah, my, my, my toilet's clogged again. Yeah, um, I got a water leak in the bedroom. Th those are, are active commitments that you have to take time out of your day to address. That's not very passive, right? Every day I have to wake up and be like, okay, I hope nothing's wrong with the room they're renting out. Or the the shed that, that I built in the back with my two two arms and two legs. I threw that thing together and I'm renting it out. Does it make you money? Sure, it makes you money. But is it passive? Does it require little to no effort to maintain? Well, not really. It kind of requires a lot of effort and a lot of time to maintain. Sometimes more time than others. But does it make you money without physically working at the property? Sure. And that's that's kind of the passive part. That's kind of the part that people are looking at is that it does make you money. And for the things that, that aren't like active cost money. So if you think, well, you know what? I am going to make it completely passive. I'm going to hire a property management company. Cool. Good story. Guess what? You will still, I've got a property management company. You will still answer questions. You will still have problems that need to be brought up to you. You will still have to answer calls. When things are really, really bad, you're going to get the call. When the HOA has a problem with that house, they're going to call you. They don't know that renter. I'm just, I'm telling you the, the real life story of it. That's what I'm here to do is tell you the real life story. So you may think a property manager will make your whole re rental passive and you're wrong. You're really wrong. It, it will still take some of your time. Will it take less time? Sure, but it costs money. It costs money and they're going to take money off the top of your rent to manage your tenants, right? 
They're going to manage a lot of their problems, but not all of their problems. And it costs money. And that kind of goes back to it. You, when we think passive income, we have to also remember positive cash flow. And I think that's misconceived when we think about real estate is that there are costs that come with real estate to make a positive net cash flow after everything's been paid. And so you'll hear someone, well, they, you know, they've got a lot of rental properties, but that doesn't mean that they make anything. What if they're totally upside down in their rentals? Well, that's a, that's a problem. They're not, they're not generating any passive income. They have 15 rentals and they are upside down in all of them. Their mortgage costs more than they're able to get from a tenant. Guess what? I'm sorry, but that's not positive passive income. That is, that is a, a headache is what that is. That is a nightmare. 15 rentals that you're all upside down in. And that could happen to anybody, right? It happen to anybody. So remember, real estate is awesome. Real estate is great, but for, but it, it, it is not passive. It's not passive in and of itself. There's ways to make it more or less passive, but remember that everything it costs in real estate, in rentals, it will cost you money if you want to make it more passive. Those things that, that make, that make it less hands off to you cost money for another service provider to do those things for you. Just remember that. Okay. So that's number one, real estate. And like I said, only semi-passive, not, not passive. There's a lot of active things that happen. The next one that you'll see all over the place, well, just learn something and or something you're good at and, and then sell it online. Right? So that's another one that everyone thinks is passive. And once again, it's kind of passive. It's not passive, right? So people say, Oh, well, I'm just going to build an online course. I'm going to create a coaching program. I'm going to develop this product. I'm going to write this article and people are going to look at it and then I'm never going to touch it again. Okay. So here's the problems with that. So I run a coaching business here at the financial mirror. And if you need financial coaching, I got you, but guess what? I've got to spend time with you, right? I've got to spend time with you. I want to help you improve your personal finances. Am I going to do that passively? Right? Like it's impossible. That's not possible to run a coaching program. Okay. Well you say, okay, well I'm going to do it as an online course and I'm going to, I'm going to record it one time and everybody's going to use it. Okay. I'll take that for a short term. That's passive for a very short term passive, but you aren't the only one with that knowledge. Don't you think others are eventually going to make better content than yours? That's going to make yours not be worth so much, right? Sure. They will. Absolutely. They will. You will not be the only person selling that content. So guess what? You will have to actively manage your content of whatever it is, whether it be your coaching program, your product, your online course, your book, your whatever to, to make sure that it has the most up-to-date information at all times. Does that sound very passive to you? Not really. It takes active approaches to maintain it. You have to continue learning. You have to continue growing. You have to continue updating content. You have to continue answering questions for, for different uh, customers or clients that you have. You have to continue actively managing these things or they go outdated, right? Or they go outdated. So is it passive? Sure. Part times of it is passive, but there is still an active component that you have to put a pretty hefty amount of effort into even after that initial standup you will have to actively manage these things. And that's where it gets a little difficult. Another one that you hear about is peer lending. And I don't know if everyone knows how peer lending works, but peer to peer lending is, is kind of what is, is this new thing. What, but pretty much you have people that become banks for themselves 
And in a perfect world, this one absolutely can be passive. In a perfect world, this could be passive. There's lending platforms out there. You you pretty much you know throw your money out there, and the borrower, um, you know they they need money, so they go to this peer-to-peer -peer lending platform, and someone else gives them the money, and then they pay it back with an interest and a fee. The fee more than likely goes to the the lending platform, and the interest goes to the investor that put the money up front for the borrower to borrow it, and. They, that's kind of how this whole thing works. Now, in a perfect world, absolutely, this one could be kind of passive. Now, you act as a bank. Does the bank always, always get their money back? Well, no. That's called, um, I don't know, collections. <laughs> so it, it, there's, there's passiveness to this, but there are times that you're going to ha have to actively get involved in this. Now, out of all the ones that I've talked about, I will say that this is probably the most passive one that I'm discussing. This is probably the most passive one because for most of the time, you're probably going to be pretty hands off. You're just throwing up capital that you have and, and allowing people to use it to, to make money and, and, and or to, to borrow the money and then pay it back. But the question comes when they don't pay it back. I'm not familiar enough to know like what does the peer-to-peer -peer lending platform provide? What do they not provide? So forth and so on. But what I will say is that this one has an opportunity to be passive, but there are still things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to follow up. You're going to have to, if there, there might be some type of like legal support you have to go through. You might have to create payment plans for people. If you're doing this on your own, like, I don't know exactly what it is you're going to have to do, but this one is the most closest to being passive. I would just look into it and understand all the legalities of what it is that you're getting into before just jumping in head first. Okay. So I've talked about all of these, but what is, what do I consider passive income, right? I'm sure that's what you want to know. What do I consider passive income? Well, to me, like I said before, passive income, it kind of eliminates the need to make decisions. Uh, Steve Jobs talked about how his black turtleneck, he wore that, you know, that's kind of a, a, a staple of his because he says, you know, like the less decisions I have to make, in a day, you only have so much decision-making power. The less decisions I can make, I have more opportunity to make better decisions on those that I actually need to make. So the idea here is that for it to be passive, you shouldn't be making decisions. Like you should, this should just be happening in the background. It should just make you money. You just draw the check. You don't have to think about it, do anything with it ever, right? Little or no effort, no decisions or little, very few decisions, very rare, rarely are you making decisions. So what is that? What is that that you have to, that it can generate that type of passive income? Well, I want to give you some options. The first one is dividend stocks. You can buy dividend, individual dividend stocks that pay dividends, right? And you'll earn those. You'll get paid out a dividend and you can have enough of those invested to where the dividend is passive income. The stocks will grow in value. The stocks will lose value. The dividend, however, is passive income. What else can you do? Besides individual stocks, you don't want to go that route. You could do index funds or ETFs that also pay a dividend. Look for those. And that's another one that you can utilize to grow your, your passive income streams, right? Like that's another one. Another one is bonds is where you, you're sort of lending money and you earn interest on the money that you gave out, right? Like that's another way that you can earn money. You can earn passive income. Like you don't have to do anything. It's just there, right? You just put the money in and it's, and it's going to grow. And then the, the other one before I get into the one that I like the most is uh, high yield savings, 
if you you know right now 3.5% is kind of a return on a lot of high yield savings accounts. So if you can get a high yield savings with 3.5% and you have enough capital that that's drawing a decent amount of money every month, there's passive income right there, right? Like that's passive income. So and it's safe. That's safe passive income, right? Safe passive income. So just think about that whenever you're going through and you're trying to figure out exactly um, how how to make this work, that's that's a couple that you can do and to think about and look into. Now, the one that I like the most is to just start growing an index fund, an ETF that you're just going to dollar cost average into. This is how you can continue to, to generate active income, right? You can continue to grow uh, active income through your, your employer and you can just put this away. This takes time to build, but it's my favorite. It's my favorite because you have to work hard to get there. You have to we have to put some time in, some effort in, but it does not take you having to physically make decisions. It takes little or no effort, and it actually will have a long-lasting effect where it will be truly, truly passive income. So what do I mean? Dollar cost averaging, and I've done episodes on it before, but you're literally just going to open a brokerage account, invest into an index fund, and continue to invest every dollar you can into that fund, right? Into that fund. You're going to build up the account. Now, what's going to happen? You're going to treat it just like any retirement account. It's going to grow at a roughly 8 to 10%, right? You're going to build that up until the amount that you withdraw at, the percent that you need to withdraw at is a certain amount, right? Maybe you maybe it's 4% of the account, maybe it's 6% of the account, but you're just going to let that continue to grow at 8%. You could even say that however much it grows that year, I'm going to take that much out, right? Maybe just build up enough of an account where you're like, you know what? If it grows 16%, I'm taking 16% out. Okay, you're going to have the same amount you had last year. Perfect. I mean, I'm not telling you that's wrong. I mean, uh, it would definitely grow faster if you kept some of it in there, but uh, I'm not telling you it's wrong. But the thing is, is that if you will only take out what you what it grows, your account will, will stay the same except for on negative years, right? Except for on negative years. So that's kind of the idea behind leaving some of it in there. But the account will grow you will withdraw and it'll never run out if you consistently withdraw at a set rate or a close to set rate and it will grow at an 8 to 10%, right? That is true passive income. You will not ever have to make decisions on that money. You will not ever have to do anything for that money. You will not ever have to do anything but pay yourself from it. You won't have a nasty tenant. You won't have a house to clean up. You won't have repair bills coming in. You won't have to answer midnight phone calls. You won't have to go over and and fix a leaky water pipe at two o'clock in the morning. Like you won't have to worry about peer-to-peer lending. You won't have to worry about managing online content. You won't have to worry about anything. That money will just grow, 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 and you will withdraw. It's that easy. It's truly, truly passive income. And I hope you see the difference. These dividends, these bonds, high yield savings, these things just pay you and you don't do anything. You literally don't do anything. And that's where I want you to get. That's where I want you to be when it comes to passive income, because that is true, true financial freedom. That is true living on passive income when you can live on on the amount that those accounts are generating. Right. So I know that's a lot. I know that's a a completely different message than you heard on TikTok, that you heard on Instagram, that you heard on Snapchat, but it's true. It's true. And how can I, can I say that after I started this episode with everything you hear on the internet or a podcast is probably not true. 
I don't know. Hopefully you believe me. Hopefully you believe me, but that's true passive income. But if you are ready to take control of your finances and ensure you're on the right path to maybe achieve passive income, maybe you just want to get out of debt so that you can start looking at some of these things, head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen. Set up a free consultation today. We'll talk about it. We'll see if this is the right thing for you. And we will be on our way to figuring out a plan for you to ensure you are on the right track with your finances. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome, awesome financial mirror gear. I truly appreciate every single person tuning in today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment on the on the episode, share it with friends and family members, coworkers. Let's build a community of healthy, healthy financial individuals. I hope that this episode really resonates with you and that you are able to take something away that will improve your financial journey. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, Help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.